0: This program is an experiment, an exploration. It's been put together with enormous enthusiasm and equipment designed for other purposes. The basis of it is an unlimited supply of magnetic tape, recording machine, and a group of technicians who think nothing is too much trouble provided it works.
1: Come as we're still the invasion sequence. Three. Me with those laser beams.
2: Hello and welcome back. It's Warehouse 11 if you've forgotten about us. I is, almost did. That's fair. We have I have no idea what episode this is. All I know is that it's been far too long since we've had a chance to chat about our somewhat recent festival experiences. We actually went to several live shows Mm -hmm. together over Labor Day weekend, so we'll talk about that. And uh, I went to Vegas last week and saw several new venues while I was there. And uh, before we get into it, I would just like to put all of this blame on Clayton for running off to... (laughs) Some of
0: us have big boy jobs that call upon me for my services, and Uh, I I have to be there. And very, so I apologize to our very, our dear listeners.
2: Yeah, very overrated. Uh, let's get the music <laughs> started this week. This is Gop. It's called Every Weekend on Warehouse 11.
1: I go out every Saturday.
2: 11, that's LP, I think we decided it's G-O-B, I don't really know, but it's also with uh, Her Mix-A-Lot, which I think is a fantastic- Her Mix-A-Lot, Her, yes. Her, Her Mix-A-Lot, yeah. That's the song's amazing. called Believer, uh, Gop, before that with Every Weekend. Um, I know we said at the top of the show that it's been several weeks since we've had a new episode, so I'll remind you that you can listen to this on Electric Force Radio at 10 o'clock East or West on Thursday nights, or- the recorded podcast edition is available whenever you would like at warehouse11.com or wherever you get your podcasts. I actually we, we do really try to meet you where you are on this I actually sort of thing. Do remember that piece of the show at least. That However, did, I mean, all the, tec- all the technology we're using it was uh, thrown into the trash for this episode. So it took a solid hour to figure out how the heck we can remotely connect. Everything together, but I think I think we got it. We'll For see. We'll, we'll we'll listen back and let you know. But I, yeah, that'll be the big sheesh. test later. And okay, us. so two festivals to talk about. Uh, at least in this first segment, the first, both in Chicago, the first being Arc Festival and North Coast Music Festival, which were both held over Labor Day weekend. Uh, in addition to many other festivals, however, one that did not take place.
0: Dude, I was mouth agape when I read that. I think it was on Twitter I first saw it. I was like, "There, you've got to be kidding me.
2: I mean, we were watching that all go down because they were telling people to wait until you enter the campgrounds because Mm -hmm. we need to let the water settle. We need to let the grounds dry up. And then within 24 hours of all those announcements we've actually got the cancellation notice and the f- most frustrating thing about all of this is the fact that it had n- absolutely nothing to do with covid no, not a,
0: not a I didn't see covid anywhere no. in any announcement and just the messaging it was completely weather related so which is after after
2: refreshing basically four different tries at having Bonnaroo over the last 2 years two days before the festival was supposed to kick off. They had to cancel everything because of a hurricane <laughs> that mm. came through. So basically, Man. God hates Manchester, Tennessee. Apparently, it's just it. or, not. Or not the Bonnaroo brand, one of those. I don't, but Unbelievable, very frustrating. I know for people who were on their way to Bonnaroo already, maybe already arrived to the area and Uh, or whatever it may be, but that's awful for them. Um, Terrible. And for all the artists that didn't get to play that had already, you know, for instance, I saw Grizz say this was going to be an excellent performance. I already had everything planned out, and now Mm -hmm. I don't get to do it. So very frustrating for everybody. But at least they did cancel because there was another festival that encountered the exact same storm system that decided not to cancel and they should have. And that they was, paid dearly. Oh my gosh. That was Elements Festival in Pennsylvania, which we talked about for months and months and months on this show because it had a great lineup and it was one of the first shows to sort of claim that weekend. And yeah, I mean, that was like um, Tomorrow World times 5 as far as the <laughs> yeah. fallout on that one. So basically those those grounds did completely flood and they decided to let the show go on anyway. And now you had people who were waiting in shuttle lines for 12 15 hours mm-hmm. to get into the campgrounds from these remote parking lots. So it was just yeesh. It was a so so now you've got people who are posting, you know, all these uh, profile photos of I Survived Elements I survived Festival, Elements. I Made It Out, and all that kind of stuff. So so those were the two bad things to take place over Labor Day weekend. Uh, now that we got those out of the way, I'll start with ARC Festival. And this one was focused on house and techno music, so mixes really well with our listening audience here. If,
0: if we were gonna make a festival, it was ARC. Like, we were yeah. so... Yep. I was so excited to be reading about it and to like yep. to talk about it, but yeah, Lucky sure. Kent got to go.
2: Yeah, so so I did go to one day of this festival. So I went to Saturday. It was just a Saturday Sunday show to refresh your memory. The lineup included Camel Fat, uh, Eric Prids times three of his different aliases, Derek Carter, uh, Eli and Fur Eric. Uh, I just said Eric Fisher, Gene Ferris, Hot '82, Lee Foss, Luttrell, Mason Maynard, Patrick Topping. Mm-hmm. Uh, Martinez brothers, Zoo, Will Clark, and it goes on and on and on from there. So, uh, I don't even know where to start on this one. It was the very first festival that I had ever been to since the shutdown. So since since uh, January of 2020, which my when I God. say it out loud it doesn't sound like it was that long ago, but in my mind it might as well have been decades. Ago.
0: Well, yeah, the pace that you go to festivals—that is an eternity.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, so that it was difficult to snap back into the mindset of just the process to get into the festival and all that kind of stuff. But it was super easy. Um, I wrote a recap article on this, and I know at some point I mentioned, you know, that I was just thinking about all these different scenarios, and you know, would the crowd be different? Would the energy level be different? Would people be? I don't know. Less interested in. I I don't know. Just would they be apprehensive about being in crowds? Mm -hmm. Would they? I don't. Would it feel weird? Yeah. Would they be less social? Would you not have strangers interacting as much as maybe pre-COVID? But essentially, beyond the vaccination slash test check at the very front gate, I. You would think nothing had changed mm-hmm. at all, and I and I would say that for both of those festivals, both North Coast and Arc. Um, I mean, it was almost astounding how much it was just like before. So, so that's uh, definitely on the plus side. Um, it was it was a smaller venue space than I think I expected. I mean, it was just in a city park, so it was very, mm-hmm. you know, compact. All into one small space, but yet I didn't feel like it was overcrowded by any means. It's a hard so, balance
0: to find. So good for them.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, whereas, and I'll talk about it later, but North Coast was at you know a little bit on the outskirts of the city, so they had more space to spread out and that kind of thing. Um, the biggest impressive point of this whole festival was probably the Elro stage, which well.
0: I mean, it's El Row, man.
2: Yeah. So, as far as just over the top theatrics and stage decor and design and uh, just energy level, that was the best place to be. And probably where I spent most of my time. I mean, the, the main stage was nice. It reminded me a lot of Tron, mm-hmm. um, just nice, clean lines and a cool cityscape, you know, b- behind the main stage. So, just had a very urban feel. Yeah. Um, but at times it was very, I don't know, almost boring. Just very mm. laid back. It's and, and like, wasn't, okay. Yeah, it wasn't necessarily like, because of the music, but it was just it was just kind of there. And maybe that's just because of the contrast of yeah. Elro versus main stage. Um, my biggest complaint of the show was the lack of um, water refill stations. And I know people complain about this all the time. But I didn't even find a spot to refill water I- at all. Mm. Uh, I looked at the map after the fact, and I and I did notice that there was one refill station by the exit. So that doesn't, you know, but clearly yeah. it was tucked away enough that I didn't even notice that it was there. Um, From the sound
0: of things, most everyone didn't notice it was there.
2: Yeah, everybody was kind of complaining about that. I will say that overall, it was a it was a much more mature crowd, kind of an, uh, dare I say, older crowd, uh, but that's sort of to be expected given the genre. Um, I don't know, not many vendors. It was th- no vendors at all other than just one merch tent and like a few few food vendors, but it didn't have like the uh, Shakedown Street, you know, Festival mm-hmm. Row or anything like that. So um, that was... A little different than I expected, and the other big complaint people had were drink prices. So mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I think it was the biggest surprise was that a bottle of water was was seven dollars, but a bottle of or a can of Red Bull was six dollars. So I guess that's your Uh-oh. priority and what you should be consuming. You later. will, you will drink the Red Bull. Mm-hmm. I think a Red Bull vodka was. 18. $5. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I think it was I think it was like 18 bucks. So Yeesh. approaching Vegas level. Well, that is. Drink prices, absolutely honestly. like so, god. Yeah. Yeah. So so I give I give everybody um, credit for that that complaint because I I would have the exact same complaint. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Now, it's been a month since I've been there. Uh, looking through my notes. I it was, was uh
0: it wasn't so much I mean, you kind of said it already, but it's not a festy fest. I mean, it is a house right. and techno festival, so yeah. don't come in wearing your your oh, yeah. flowy fairy face. Come in with black on yeah. black, and you'll you'll fit in just fine. Which
2: I did. I wore my Make America Techno Again shirt, and I got mixed reactions. At first. because <laughs> i think a starting lo- to read it, like, yeah. what does that say? I think a lot of people just glancing at it wanted to punch me in the face, and then they quickly changed oh, their tune. But <laughs> I could watch the transformation as I was walking around. I was like, oh, I never even thought about the fact that that might trigger some people... That font. It's really the yeah, font choice. Yeah. It's just like, oh my god. Yeah, but then once I saw it, a lot of people stopped to say hi and you know, say like, yes, you know, I let me take a picture with you or whatever. So um so that was kinda nice. But overall, I mean I there if I didn't know any better, there's no way I would have known that this was a, a first year attempt at this festival. I mean, everything was super smooth, entry exit was no problem. Um, I know they told everybody to take public transportation mm-hmm. for the most part, and that's an awesome option if you have it. There's a there's an L station, you know, a block away from from the entrance, so that's super convenient. But I also had no problem finding affordable, you know, garage parking nearby using some of the various parking apps and stuff like that. So that's something you can't really say for every show. Sometimes they kind of force you into on-site parking that costs X amount of dollars. Right. Um, the parking pass. Yeah, exactly. So, so that was nice. So that's ARC Festival 2021. They do plan to return. We haven't seen dates or anything like that, but uh, the group that produces that does a ton of other shows in the Chicago area, including the return of Elro, I believe, in November. So that one was supposed to happen early 2020. Got... Postponed to November 2021 and canceled again. And so now it's happening at Radio Chicago in November. The exact date on that is over at electronicmidwest.com if you want to check that out. Uh, we'll talk about North Coast uh, after some music. Let's get back to it. This is Ewan McVicker. The song's called Tell Me Something Good on Warehouse 11. <laughs> 11, it's like Kona Pop, Sophie Tucker, the James Hype remix of a song called Spa. And I know I actually I have no idea how old the song is, but it just popped up on a playlist, and so I thought I'd add it because it's just very fun and it's a banger. uh I cukes on my eyes is really what I live for. So
0: Yeah, I, I thought it was
2: saying pubes. On yep. My eyes. That's what it was. Pubes
0: on my well, eyes. Well that's
2: that's usually also something that happens at the the men's spa, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Jeez. that's what Icona Pop's referencing in, in that particular song. Before that is a, a fun remix of an older song by Shaka Khan, Tell Me Something Good, by Ewan McVicker on Warehouse 11. So the other festival that took place over uh, Labor Day weekend, North Coast Music Festival, which has been essentially a tradition every Labor Day weekend in Chicago, but it's moved around a lot to different venues. So this was the first year that they moved it out to SeatGeek Stadium, which used to be Toyota Park. So if you've been Mm -hmm. in this realm for a while, you knew it as that. But honestly, I I thought it turned out to be a great space for this. There was tons of room to spread out. The show was, uh, I guess, sold out, which which I think, honestly, was thanks to Bonnaroo. I think a (laughs) lot of, (laughs) well... I think a lot of people panicked at the last second and were like, well, I was going to go to some kind of show this weekend, so what can I... What am I doing? Find, you know? So I think a lot of people uh, ended up helping sell out those Chicago area shows. Um, and this one is is uh, much more of a I guess something for everyone type mm. electronic music festival. Although not as much as it once was. It used to be kind of a little like the Electric Forest lineup in that they would have some jam bands, some electronic, even some hip-hop in there. And this year, they sort of just doubled down all on electronic music. But you had, you know, everything from house to dubstep to, you know, even lo-fi, kind of more down-tempo stuff. Something for everyone. So, uh, let's see. My thoughts on this one. I thought that the stadium itself was a fantastic main stage location they had three other stages outside of the main stage um with nice production on both plus the the panky ring bus and they had a silent disco i think that the big wow factor of this festival was not a stage at all but it was the chill dome you told me about this. Yeah, so... We're so excited. They originally planned for this to be a stage itself, but because of COVID concerns and everything else, they decided to just make it a hangout zone. So this is an indoor practice soccer field. The, the, the whole venue, by the way, is a soccer stadium. So the main stadium itself is a soccer field, and then outside they have all these soccer practice fields and then this indoor one uh, which makes sense given that it's in Chicago they need to use it year-round but they ended up just filling the place with fog and you could spread out and hang out on the floor and watch this incredible laser show that from a vantage point that I've never seen before um, that was synced to music uh, they also had an art installation inside that was also unlike anything I'd ever experienced before. That was just completely filled with fog and white walls that were washed with LEDs. So just That's very, wild. very uh, disorienting. Um, I don't know. It's like something I'd see at Meow Wolf, I guess, like a similar immersive room. That's not something I would have expected
0: from like the no. north coast at all That sounds no, to, to me all. it seemed like just a very let's just get the music let's get the, the yeah. music folks in here and yeah. sell some tickets but that sounds really for sure. Next level.
2: yeah so they did a, a very good job at, at bringing more art installations in um, just, there was just a lot of you know colorful flags and, and LEDs and everything to light up at least the nighttime portions of the show this i got there super early so i got there at 2 30 i only went on sunday it's a three-day show so it kind of you know kind of came in by the time everybody else was tired and Zombied out. yeah exactly um, i had no trouble getting basically front row parking i did have to pay 35 dollars for that so this is the unfortunate part of being out in the burbs <laughs> where that's the only place you can park um, however if i had to do it again And it was available, I think I would just book a room at the Hampton Inn, which is basically on the festival grounds. I've never seen anything like that. It's just, I I told you about this, it's just just basically in the parking lot, there's a Hampton Inn, so although this is not a camping festival, if you want the next best thing to that Mm -hmm. sort of ease of coming and going to the show... um, it would be staying at that Hampton Inn. Bigger complaint amongst everybody in the crowd or attendees was much like Arc Festival was water refill stations. They were visible, so easy to see, but there was only one little section of them and the lines were sometimes out of control. However, life hack on that one is to use the sinks in the permanent bathrooms at the stadium. Um, a part of me was hesitant on this because I was like, well, that's kind of gross. But then I also thought, so are the regular water They're, they're probably stations. coming from the same place yeah, in that. Exactly. Stadium. And who knows what germs are splashing all over everything. So it is what it is. Um, but that's a major perk of this venue, too, is that they had permanent bathrooms mm-hmm. that could be used. And that goes uh, also for the concession stands. So all the concession stands that would be open during a, a, sp- a sporting event were also open um, during the festival. And they also had tons of food trucks and stuff outside. So, so in contrast with Arc, they had lots of vendors. So you could get your Pashimas and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, <laughs> Crystals. And very official boots. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So so that was nice. Um, let's see. Long lines. People complained about the fact that you had to wait too long to get into the stadium or to get drinks. And oh, but but Kent's got something for you. I say Don't to worry. you that you need to open your eyes and look around for alternative options because they are everywhere. So there's if you want a, a recap on this, of course, go
0: over to Electronic Midwest. There's a write-up on it. I cackled reading the article at that part.
2: I didn't even it's think it was that funny move. of a line, but it's it, was, so good. it was just me being honest because I saw people waiting 20 minutes in line for a drink and you would glance across to the other side of the stage and there were bars with no right lines whatsoever. There. It's like what are you it's just classic human nature of like oh it's just a line I guess I'll stand in it it's like no you You know I mean that's fine but then don't complain about it later because that's just obnoxious and it was the same with the stadium there were there were multiple entrances stairwells to get into the main stage all around the field but everybody picked the one main way to get in so there were tons of, of lines and just congestion and everything else so my advice if you're at an event in general, but especially at this particular venue, is to just be aware of your surroundings and Use your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Children.
0: So yeah, let's Amazing. see. I don't, so I don't know. So an action packed Labor Day weekend for yeah. kids. Yeah.
2: Yeah, indeed. Very tired honestly so it's a lot to do man that was that. two
0: days could you imagine going straight to edc uh, and doing that gauntlet out of you know being gone 20 months
2: yeah no i mean i i'm glad i i had a little bit of a of a warm-up per se i'm <laughs> just getting back into that world um but you know just the amount of steps that you take oh, during that and just how much water you need to remind yourself to consume and. That you actually sort of need to consume while you're there, all just good reminders. So, but I think everybody was in good spirits. Um, I think everybody had a nice time. So, I there you go. I think it's a good venue, and and we know that that show will be back. So, uh, looking forward to that one in future years. So, that's ARC Festival and North Coast recaps. Um, We'll talk about my trip to Vegas. And I'll just, just a keep bit. on listening. It's going to be great. <laughs> just story time with Kent. I know, I know, I know. So let's hop back to music. This is Salvatore Ganacci. The song's called Fight Dirty on Warehouse 11. Eleven. That's Passenger Ten. The song is called Lakota. A Little different uh, tempo change compared to the, everything else we played the show. But, but hey, I, you gotta
0: change it up. You gotta appreciate it, sunny days and rainies.
2: I thought it was a, it was like a nice after hours driving song. Yeah, if that makes Just sense. driving <laughs> driving through the streets. Of, just chilling. Yeah, just chilling out. Uh, this is Warehouse Eleven. I said earlier in the show, but I'll remind you now that you can listen to this on. Electric Force Radio on Thursday evenings, 10 o'clock east or west or anytime you'd like at Warehouse11.com. We've talked a lot about shows we've been to or that I've been to in the last uh, month or so. and uh, Two other things that I'd like to share with you are my visit to Zook Nightclub in Vegas mm-hmm. over the last couple of weekends, which I was actually there for opening night, so Tiesto was the performers. and um, and I and Not necessarily Tiesto himself, but all the warm-up acts. I was surprised by how much house music they were playing, which almost made me a little hmm. concerned. I was like, "Is this too mainstream now?
1: Is that <laughs> is that it where
2: is. is that where we are? Do I have to do I have to listen to something else, um, just to be different?" But no, I I mean they were playing a lot of uh, stuff that we've played on the show, Fisher tracks, oh, you know, yeah. the Chris Lake stuff. So it was. Um, yeah, it was a nice a nice surprise. But the venue itself is, as I said, brand new. I think the um, the focal point of the room is this fixture they, that they call the mothership, mm-hmm. which has has a nice um, you know pretty every light effect that you can imagine on that. All of it. But also, they have LED squares over the entire ceiling in the place that they can pretty much. Put any graphic or image that they want all over it. So that was that's new. I don't, I've never that's seen next level. That's awesome. Anything quite like that. So that was fantastic. Um, and that, you know they can just do a ton of lighting effects whatsoever. I was I was at the venue with someone who had never been to a Vegas nightclub before. Two different people actually, and one comment stood out to me the most. And it was when we first got in the room. He asked, "Why are we all standing in this one direction? Like, what's what's everybody looking at?" <laughs> I was like, "Huh. I guess I, yeah. that's a great point." And he, at the time, he hadn't noticed that there was a DJ a DJ on stage. on the stage, and she was not not necessarily well lit because you know warm up DJ that kind of thing. It was focusing just on the other special effects in the room but once I pointed that out he was like oh okay I get it but I guess it's true if you go to a nightclub where maybe there isn't top tier mm-hmm. talent everybody's just kind of doing their own thing and you don't Yeah, really it's, it's more attention. of a
0: concert experience than anything yeah. it's more concert than club in many ways for sure
2: but it's interesting to see things through a fresh, fresh set of eyes, eyes yeah. like that because I wouldn't have That's thought hilarious. anything of it but yeah he was like Why, why are we all what are we looking at you know, like, what's oh, over there? Well, there's clearly, a, you know, there's a performance going on. It's like, ah, oh, I got it. Um, so the nightclub is connected to the day club, so in theory you could go back and forth. It was a bit of an interesting night because the day club was sold for a private event that Jay Balvin did mm. that weekend, so that was just kind of wrapping up as the nightclub opens. So they they weren't necessarily letting people back and forth, but I think. In theory, almost yeah. like Marquee, you know, where they could maybe expand that into both mm-hmm. areas if they want. Uh, so that was great. Um, I'm trying to think, what uh, what other big points from that opening night? Um, I mean, I mean, I'm th- sure
0: Tiesto was as great as
2: ever. Yeah, I mean, classic Tiesto classic, set, classic him. Started with uh, uh, what what's the What's the business track that he has out? Right? Is its it, is it l- let's get back to business? Or, I don't think I've heard it yet. Uh, I mean, I'm mean it, i not caught
0: up in my Tiesto. On your I'm Tiesto tracks, lie. yeah. Yeah, a little behind. Um,
2: so, I mean, it, Tiesto playing at somewhere other than Hakusan is still huge news in That's my That's jarring, I mind. imagine. Yeah, my God. because he was at Hakusan for so many years and Zook came in and scooped him up and had him at at, uh, the day club all summer and now at the night club as well. So him along with Zed and uh, tons of house artists that are on their Sunday roster at at least like Green Velvet and Disclosure and Zoo and uh, Peggy Goo. Tons of other people are all on that um, residency list. So it's pretty fantastic all around and very impressive. I hope that they have a long life ahead of
0: I him. I don't remember if we've said this on the show, but it's all very reminiscent of some other nightclub. Yeah. Some other place. Yeah. But, I was you know. I
2: was almost hesitant to go on opening night because the last time I went to a, a Vegas nightclub on opening night, it only lasted like five months before it closed. <laughs> so So now great you've I, touched it and yeah. it's cursed. Hopefully I'm not the bad luck charm in this sense, but uh, chaos Nightclub is who I'm referring to.
0: Rest in peace. Very, I didn't know if we were using their name. Yeah, you know, we'll use a- it. We'll use it.
2: Because, <laughs> uh, very, you know, I guess the writing was really literally on the wall with some some place named Chaos. Every, yeah. And it
0: just. And everyone unraveled. you talked to was like, it's kind of crazy. Like, yeah. how are they How are they pulling this how off? Are, how are they affording how this? How is talent? this happening? Are
2: they doing this? And, well, as it
0: turns out, they aren't. And yeah. they didn't. And they're gone.
2: Well, in fact, the whole resort never reopened after COVID. Like, the Palms is still closed. It's now sold Rip. to a different owner, and they have yet to reopen it. Hopefully, it'll reopen in 2022. 20, we'll see. I don't know. Sheesh. What year is this? I have no idea. So, anyway, that's Zook. The other venue that's been open uh, opened earlier in the summer, but it's brand new. It's over at Virgin Resorts, which used to be the Hard Rock, and it's called uh, Elia beach club, and it's marketed as a sort of laid-back, house-focused lineup. Mm-hmm. I think that they are finding their way a little bit in their booking, uh, because Troy Boy was the headliner when I went, yeah. and I don't know. I guess Troy Boy's been doing some less heavy stuff. Less Troy Boy Recently. <laughs> Endeavors. Uh, when I was first there, the opening artist, who I can't really remember who he was, but uh, was was a little more deeper. And it was cool. They had a, a roving trumpet player who was playing along with his music and was just kind of walking around the venue and was playing with a wireless mic attached to the trumpet, mm-hmm. just, you know, kind of on demand. So that was cool. Um, the venue itself is very, um, you know, it's supposed to be inspired by... Like a, a Mykonos look, feel, beach vibe, that type of thing. So there were, um, you know, teepees as some of the table offerings mm-hmm. and just a lot of greenery and um, almost like a, a little bit of a Tulum inspired look and feel oh, nice. as Very well. Cool. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that I think they're you know still trying to figure out their exact direction. I did talk to a couple of the owners while they were there, and they they mentioned that they would have some you know even bigger artists booked for next mm-hmm. year. Even though they have some pretty solid folks right now, I mean Dead Mouse is playing there during uh, yeah, that's pretty- EDC week, and uh, Sophie Tucker has a residency there. Um, I think Morgan Page is on that one, so it, so it's a little bit of everything. But I don't think you're going to see you know the Tiestos of the dance music world playing that one. It's so it's a, it's a smaller, more intimate place. The one thing that is cool is they retained the, uh, feature that rehab used to have at this place. So the the venue used to be called rehab, which is if you watched (laughs) MTV in the two thousands, there was a whole reality show just about this day club. It's sort of where it all started, but they had sand in the pool itself. Um, and they did keep that for parts oh, nice. of the venue. So, so that's a nice that's a nice feature for sure. So um, it'll be interesting to see what they come up with for next season. I think this is kind of the trial run and, and mm-hmm. see how it goes. Um, but they will be open for EDC week. They're hosting the Injuna Deep family reunion, so above and beyond and friends will be there plus Dead Mouse and several others, so you can check that out. Um
0: Side note, yeah. this is completely off the wall. Yeah. I just remembered this place existed. Did you ever end up going to Disco Pussy? Or no, checking that out?
2: I still haven't gone. Dude. Um, I avoided downtown a little bit because Life is Beautiful was going on. Oh, yeah. And so that right. was kind of bombarding that whole area with just people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll be back for EDC week and everything else so I figure at some point I will check out all that stuff I had completely
0: forgotten about it and I just got served some like Instagram ads for yeah. Disco Pussy I was oh, like oh nice. my god this place still exists Yeah, it there was so cool
2: yeah the guy that owns that is just I mean he's opening venue after venue after venue including I think he now has a second place that's coming to Area 15 oh wow um, and he has maybe four different spots downtown now so um yeah uh, he's he's definitely found his place as far as like opening mm-hmm. sort of alternative venue spaces. Neat, if, if right, that cool. makes sense. So, we'll keep it up. So yeah, uh, that's uh, my review of, of the latest Vegas venues that I've been a part of. I think we've got time for uh, one or two more tracks. Let's hop back to this one. This is Julian Jordan. Song is called "Drop the Top" on Warehouse Eleven.
1: I drop the top in front of bitches like a boss. I rock designer in my and my diamond shining gloss. I dropped the top in front of bitches like a boss. I rock designer in my and my diamond shining gloss. I dropped the top 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 top. I drop the top drop the top 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 top. 1 I jumped the top in front of bitches like a boss I like could boss I rock designer in my damn shit and boss and I got the top in front of bitches like a boss I like could boss I rock designer in my damn shit and boss and I got the top I- I drop the top in front of bitches like a boss I sign designer and my diamond shining blocks And my diamond shining blocks And my diamond shining blocks Are you ready? I drop the top pop, 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 I drop the
2: 11 Julian Jordan drop the top. So I think that does it for our triumphant return episode. We played
0: six to eight songs. Yeah. I'm not sure, had a but we have lot about. to talk about. Yeah,
2: episode number 85 in the books. Uh, I did listen to a great interview that Anna Luno did with Chris Lake. She has a brand new podcast out um, on you know where we listen to podcasts and. Well, I was going to mention one that was like it's everywhere. Well, so it's everywhere. You'll nah, find nah, it. Nah, nah, nah. Um, I can't think of the name of the podcast offhand, but anyway, she is uh, interviewing various creators. I think it's like create, destroy, something like that. As Clayton is trying to frantically, yeah, I'm, frank- I'm trying find to rescue it.
0: this bit. i oh, are trying man. to do a nice plug, but yeah. Uh, and Yeah, know. Anna Lino presents Create slash Destroy.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. So I did, I did get it right from memory. Um, but Chris just happens to be her first guest, and it's a fantastic listen. Lots of things revealed that I had never known before about Chris and Anna both, so I uh, encourage you to listen to that. Maybe we'll uh, recap that a little bit on our next episode. We also need to preview... All of the house artists that are coming to EDC Las Vegas, which is happening Mm -hmm. later this month, which, by the way, EDC Week events have all been announced. Uh, You can find that full list at electronic.vegas. And there are a ton of them, just as many as there always are.
0: Whatever you want to see is, is
2: probably happening. Yeah, I, I wasn't That's really sure if all the pools were going to be able to stay open because mm. the weather is a little questionable at this point in the year. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe be prepared to uh, not swim, even though you're at a pool venue. Just look at the pool. Yeah. how it may, nice it looks. It may not be warm enough. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, that full list is out, so we'll preview that. Maybe we'll also preview Escape since it's literally the weekend after EDC, and we also have to do a Halloween episode.
0: Guys, you better to buckle up because so, we're about to hit you with some
2: content. Exactly. So stay tuned for all of that. Warehouse11.com is where you can subscribe, and you can leave us a nice review on... Mostly Apple podcasts to yeah, help. Yeah, they don't have that option there in any other places. To help us be encouraged to do the dang show. Tell me. us, like, who your favorite host is and why it's Kent. <laughs> uh, well, on that note, my name is Kent. And I'm Clayton. And uh, we're going to wrap things up with Anti Up, which is one half. Chris Lake, the other half, Chris Lorenzo. This is their new track. It's called Something's About to Go Down. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Something's About to Go Down.
1: about to go yeah. to